you know, we are at the first agroecology conference, and um, we are all. Um, the conversation has been all about scaling up um, agroecology, and um, really, how can the African continent embrace it? So, from your perspective, um, why why does the African continent really need agroecology? Well, there are many um, challenges that the African continent is facing, and there also Africa is not alone. These are global challenges. Yeah. Let us just speak about uh, healthy food for the people. We talk about climate change. We talk about dwindling biodiversity. But we also talk about a good life and respect for farmers. Uh, and we talk also about how we interact with each other and with nature. Yeah. And um, there, agroecology is actually key. Agroecology can do a lot. So if we relate well to nature, if we work with nature instead of against it, we can actually do a lot of helping solving those problems. Um, agroecology can first of all, for instance, store carbon in the yeah. soils when you do it directly. But it also helps farmers dealing with climate change. When you have a better soil, you can have better uh, water retaining capacity, so it helps them to overcome drought periods. It also helps them um, to adapt to climate change in the sense that you will have uh, a system that is that is more stable, yeah, that is resilient, uh, and all these things will, will help us all also again to uh, have more and more nutritious food. Yeah, so it's, it's very important also to know that this is all is based on science. So Absolutely, it's a, a practical written yeah. done proven to do it exactly. Yeah. So those are not theories that are being enforced on farmers across the world. There are many, many examples. And uh, we know examples here from in Africa, we know examples from all over the world. Yeah. And we also know that some governments, for instance, are so convinced of organic agriculture that they have declared their country of state of the organic. Yeah. So there's, if you like, no excuse not to do it. It's more to see how we can come there. Yeah, sure. So what, what, what do we then need to do to help it scale? Well, first of all, if you think about the, the agricultural policies that many of the countries have here in Africa, they're focused on what I would call a productionistic perspective. So, And they are very mm, single-minded. We put in more fertilizer because we want to have more output. But as we know from our daily life and also our interaction with nature, it's not so one-minded. So we have to think in a whole system approach, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. But as long as the government is subsidizing chemical fertilizers, where's the incentive for farmers to do something else? Yeah. And um, a big difference between agroecological and organic agriculture and chemical agriculture is that chemical agriculture is very intensive in terms of input yeah. and cost. Agroecological agriculture is intensive in terms of knowledge and knowledge sharing. Yeah. But that is a little bit more difficult to buy. I cannot say now I subsidize <laughs> you knowledge. Yeah. So we have we need to have other systems in place there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it sounds to me it's more of a mentality, trying to cultivate a different kind of mentality or approach on um, how we be doing our farm. Exactly. And I like you using the word cultivation. Yeah. Because of course that relates to agriculture, but it also relates to culture. Yeah. It's about how do we retain back to our cultures, how and many of the cultures also here in Africa they have a big relation to nature. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's also 
important to notice it's not primitive to have that culture. It's a rich culture, so we have to know how we can uh, uh, improve it with scientific evidence and try to see how we can make it to our 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 better. Thank you for bringing that up because sometimes there's a suggestion that organic and agroecological agriculture would be better. Yeah. Well, I think it's the most future-looking and advanced agriculture that there is. Yeah. Um, because it wants to be very um, smart and looks at a very refined system which is indeed based on science yeah. but also on traditions. Yes. Because many of our forefathers have survived this area because they were interacting with nature in yeah. such a way that it brought them feed that they could survive and also that they could survive not only this year but also the other years. Yes. And this is not to be romantic about Poverty, that's also one other thing that we sometimes get to hear. Yeah. But this is about to be very smart in how to work with nature and how to even help improve it. Yes. Um, so, taking back to organic now, um, the African continent is um, obviously um, a little bit behind and it's, it's catching up in the world in the organic sector, whether it's in cultivation and in trade. Yeah. So, from your perspective, where do you see the organic sector, especially in Africa? There are several ways where I see um, that there is potential. Yeah. And I wanted to give you one example of our, uh, what our members in Asia are doing. Yeah. We are working with municipalities. And there are mayors in municipalities that say, now everything will be organic here. Mm -hmm. So think about your local market, but also think about the school meals, yeah. hospitals, of course, all delivered by the farmers in the municipality. Yeah. So there are ideas of getting green regions. Yeah. That is really something that can be picked up here. Yeah. And this can start small from bottom up. But at the same time, we can also have supporting uh, policies to make sure that we can go in that direction. Yeah, and now, if I think about agroecology or organic here in Africa, yeah. um, I think there's a lot possible in um, inter-regional trade that yeah. we have here, yeah. as well as in international trade. Yeah. And I think it's, an, uh, it's good to think about what is the right balance there. But it's also good to know that there is a, a market and a premium market in, for instance, the Europe and the US, yes. where uh, people are willing to pay more for, for instance, organic coffee. Um, and at the same time, what we have here at the conference, many of the local markets or organic farmers who go to local markets, yes. they don't even ask for premium. Yes, yes. Organic is there for everybody, mm. and especially for uh, those people who uh, want to have a healthy living. Yeah. And after all, we all want to be healthy. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, so there's, um, especially we, we are having a big challenge in terms of trying to convey the right message on what organic is. Um, from our standpoint, you know, it's, people see it and it's, it's not the need for someone who wants to be healthier. So from your perspective and from where you come from, how, how are you able then to craft that life? Or was it a case of the consumers already understanding um, what organic is really about and why is it important to Yeah, I think we have to look at several levels. So at an individual level, um, as I said, people want to live healthy and so it also depends on what you eat and what you spend on it yeah. um, and how you do that. But at a society level, it's also important to think, does organic really cost more? I already said we have subsidized on, on uh, chemical fertilizers. Yeah. Where's the money of that subsidy coming from? And who is paying actually for the environmental costs that we get through conventional agriculture? So while we think that food is cheap, it comes at a great societal cost. Yeah. 
So the suggestion that organic food is expensive is actually not correct. Yeah. But we pay it through another pocket, as we say. Yeah. And one, I have my food, and the other, maybe I pay my taxes. Or I don't pay for it, but I get the damages in another way. Yeah. Landslides, um, illnesses, all the things we talked about here in the conference. Yeah. yeah. So finally, to wrap it up, um, so you you know you had the iPhone against uh, the so you can sort of share with us your vision where where this is the world organic movement. Okay, thank you for asking. I think organic agriculture is an example of how agriculture as a whole can move towards. And we really should be clear that all of agriculture should move on. We yeah. should get rid of the most worst practices that are currently there in agriculture. Yeah. Just ban the most hazardous pesticides that there are. Yeah. We should get more awareness of consumers so they will ask more local agroecological products. Yeah. We should make sure that the politicians uh, set the right incentives by their policies. Yeah. And as we started the conversation, they also have to report against the SDGs. So if yeah. they use agroecology for that, they can hit a lot of the SDGs at once. Yeah. And we also, and that's where we also need to be self-critical, we can still improve organic agriculture. Yeah. And there are many, um, let's say, uh, technologies that are being invented there, or smart solutions. Yeah. And we should be also make able that we learn from each other. Yeah. So that's where, where I would like to see that go. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much for your time and your time to have a conversation. Thank you for your interest. Thank you.